You know, in the course of our ministry, it's beautiful, as you've heard me say before, that God gives us a chance to now through um, digital and, and, and electronic means, through live streams, to be able to reach people we've never reached before. Um, many non-Catholics, it's wonderful. And, and a lot of times they post questions which make, make sense. It just takes some explaining the Catholic perspective, such as why do you carve idols or why do you worship Mary? And those are, those are things that are explained um, and, and, and not too much difficulty. But one of the ones I have, and you know, there's many common ones I call no man your father, and that's by far the biggest one I get, but those are all pretty easily answered. Those are understandable because there's not a clear understanding from some about what the Catholic Church teaches. That's no problem. But the one I just can't quite understand is quite high up there in the levels of complaints against us Catholics is that we change the Sabbath day. And therefore, our faith is invalid that the Catholic Church is pagan because it moved the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. I have a hard time with that one because we didn't move it Saturday to Sunday. Jesus did. Jesus chose to resurrect on Sunday. It's a fulfillment of the Sabbath. You see, Sabbath was the seventh day. Seven means covenant. So in the old covenant, they honored the seventh day. That was the old covenant. But Jesus ushers in the new covenant. And on the new covenant, he specifically resurrected on Sunday. Because what is Sunday? The first day of the week. So we had the old week, days one through seven, where God created all the way through six days and rested on the seventh. That's the first week. Then man got broken and God had to recreate us. So the first day of the next week is Sunday, and that's the new creation, the new covenant. I just somehow, I'm missing something because this is everywhere. It's all over the internet that that's what makes Catholicism invalid, that we changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. And if you can tell me why I'm missing something, I'd be grateful because I just don't get it. I just don't understand where we're missing, how easy that concept seems that Jesus rose on Sunday. Therefore, we honor the Lord's day. We're not Jewish. We don't honor the Jewish laws anymore. Christ fulfilled them. We don't have the laws of circumcision or washing of hands in the way of purification or 40 days of purification after the birth of a baby. These are things that have been fulfilled by Christ in fulfillment of the law. And he also fulfilled the Sabbath, the day of rest after the old creation. He rises on Sunday and he ushers in the first day a week of Sunday is the new creation. So if you think the Sabbath is supposed to only be on Saturday, you're only honoring the old covenant. Seven means covenant. And so when we honor the new covenant, we honor the new creation. And that starts with the new day, Sunday, the Lord's day. 
And so this is one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm you know, trying to work to explain as best I can. And, 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 and I think it's beautiful that these questions are being asked because this is our job as Catholics is to be able to explain our faith. And God bless all of you who have joined us every Saturday morning for our series called Explaining the Faith. So I guess maybe this is one I need to explain. But I, I have to learn more myself because somehow I'm missing where the confusion is. And I, I do have to do some more research maybe talk to my old seminary professors. So, uh, But anyway, let's talk here a little bit more. The Pharisees are not mad that the people ate or healed on the Sabbath. I'm sorry, that they ate or healed. They're upset that they did it on the Sabbath. That's what they are upset about because it was considered work. Now, what's interesting is work, therefore, had to be defined by the Jews. But remember, we're not Jewish. We fulfilled with Christ the, 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 the Jewish law. Now, to define work then, so that the Jews knew what to do or not to do, they made 39 basic actions, and they defined them. They laid them down that were forbidden. For instance, among them was to prepare a meal. You couldn't prepare a meal on Saturday, on the Sabbath, because that was work. So they would eat leftovers. Others even went so far as to say healing was one of the actions not allowed on the Sabbath. And that's exactly what we read here in the gospel. Now, Jesus' claims, though, that humans and animals and their need took precedence over this ritual law. And so when we also, as Catholics, are accused of rituals, we could say, no, Catholicism actually puts the individual above the rituals of the law but not above the rituals prescribed by God in worship. All right, so this is important. Now, things like lighting a fire, slaughtering an animal, and lifting it onto the altar actually broke the law because that was work. So how then did the Jews light a fire, slaughter an animal, and lift him onto the altar for sacrifice if it broke the law? because they're supposed to do that on Saturday. So how did they do it? Well, wait a minute, the Jews said. The priests, therefore, have an exemption. It's legal for them to do these things because temple worship must continue. We have to worship God, and therefore, the priests can light a fire, can slaughter an animal, and can lift him onto the altar. So Worship offered to God took precedence over even the Sabbath rules. And so this is why we have to realize what's going on. And the best way to worship God, by far, outside of the Mass, is to love your neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor. So what God desires more than sacrifice is mercy. We know that from Jesus' own words. There is no law above that which answers the call of human need. You all remember my story about Father Seraphim when I told him the guy on the airline that had back surgery and his seat was about an inch back and the stewardess came roaring down the aisle and they threatened to turn the plane around and return it to the gate and have all of us disboard. And I told Father Seraphim that story because the guy had his seat this far back after back surgery. 
I was the one right behind him. It wasn't affecting me at all. And Father Seraphim said, when our rules become more important than people, we've lost the meaning of Jesus. Now, not meaning rules that we're going to, you know, blatantly go out and murder somebody and break the law. No, that's not what we're talking about. So anyway, the Pharisees focused on what you can't do. And I think that's what's happening in our society today. Everything right now is based around you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't leave your house, you can't get within this many feet, you can't do this, you can't get groceries, you don't have a vaccination, you can't do this, you can't do that. I think we're losing a sense of the human need. The human need. Social distancing is anything but social. We have to understand that there is human need in this equation. We have to see what we should do. You know, sins of commission and omission are interesting. I think you've heard me say this. 95% of the confessions I hear in the confessional are sins of commission. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done this. But very rarely do we hear the sins of omission. I should have done this. I should have loved at this time. And so these are good lessons. So works of mercy and honoring God are legal on the Sabbath. This is what Jesus is teaching us. In Christianity, the individual comes before the system. Let me repeat that. In Christianity, the individual, not in pride, but the individual dignity of the human person, comes before any petty rules. This is the opposite of communism. It is true to say that without Christianity, there can be no such thing as democracy. And our church fathers told us this. When our church fathers, who were now canceling, wrote extensively on the founding of our nation, they made it very clear that this democracy can only exist in Christian principles. Without Christian principles this democracy will fail. And for those who want to see America fail, what do you do? You destroy the Christian principles. And so, because Christianity alone, alone, no other, only Christianity guarantees and defends the value of the individual and the dignity of the human person. That's why Catholics fight so hard for pro-life. And so, if a Christian principle is banished from society, there's nothing left to keep at bay the totalitarian state where the individual is lost in the system and exists only for the state. That's what's happening. Jesus answered this. Jesus commented on this. And Jesus answered that the purpose of the Sabbath was for the benefit of the people. God created the Sabbath for man, not man for the Sabbath. I think you could say the same thing. God created government for man, not man for government. And this is what's happening in our nation, in our world. So to cure on the Sabbath was the purpose of the Sabbath. 
The petty rules and regulations of the Pharisees were condemned by Jesus. I think we need a lesson to be learned here today. God gave the Sabbath to help people, not so that they would suffer, but so that they would be helped. That's why we have the Lord's Day, as I just mentioned. This is important. It's the eighth day. You know what else the eighth day stands for? Divine Mercy Sunday. Because it is the eighth day and follows the Sabbath, as I said, it symbolizes a whole new creation. This is what we have to do. So let us honor this day. Let us honor the Lord's Day. It's the commandments. I always ask in the confessional two questions. When somebody comes in and gives their, their confession, God bless them, and I've had even some come in and say, well, I really don't have any sins, and I always go two places. I stop confession for two things, usually using the Lord's name in vain and unforgiveness. So if somebody's doing a confession with me and they confess using the, names of the, Lord, the Lord's name in vain or unforgiveness, that's the only time I stop a confession because I think it's very important to explain the importance of those two things because a lot of times we don't even think about the depth of those. But once a confession is finished for me, I always ask two questions. How's your prayer life? And how are you treating the Lord's Day? Are you making Mass? At least on Sunday. So those two questions, how's your prayer life? And the next one is about Sunday. Why? Because here's what the Catechism and Canon Law say. On Sundays and other holy days of obligation, the faithful are bound. It's not optional. We are bound to abstain from those labors and business concerns which impede the worship to be rendered to God alone. As much as I love football, it can't be my worship on Sunday, especially being a Detroit Lions fan. I don't have too much problems with that. The joy which is proper to the Lord's day or the proper relaxation of mind and body and spirit. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. So the Lord's day of Sunday, we need to acknowledge. In fact, that is why religion is actually a virtue of justice. You ever hear of the cardinal virtues? What are the four cardinal? You know the, you know the theological virtues, faith, hope, and the greatest is love. We get those as a gift from God, but there's four cardinal virtues that we, that we can earn through, we can develop through our efforts. Prudence, think before you speak. Temperance, in moderation. Fortitude, don't be fearful. And the last one is justice. Justice is not an eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth. Justice is giving someone their due. What and who is the most person you owe something due to? God and worship. God is due your worship. Therefore, religion is under the virtue of justice. You're giving God his due. What does God do? Your, my worship. And so we should avoid not giving this day to God. 
We should also avoid making unnecessary demands on others. This is very hard. I, I fall on this one all the time. Sundays trying to not put undue strain on other people. For instance, people say, well, you shouldn't go shopping or eating out on Sunday. That one's a little tougher because some have argued that that business allows those people to have jobs. So on one sense, I can see the point you don't want to go out to eat on Sunday because you're making the waitress and the cook work. But at the same time, it's fellowship, it's family, and you're providing perhaps a living, and that's the only day of the week that person can get earn a living. It's very, it's very delicate. But I would, I would err on the side of saying, let's not do that. Let's give those people a time to rest, to praise God, to go to Mass. And in those cases, if they do have to work on Sunday, like a doctor or a nurse, a lot of people have asked me, Father, am I sinning because I'm a nurse? I get this from the lovely Filipino ladies all the time. God bless the Filipino nurses. These ladies are the new evangelizers all over the world. And they say, Father, am I sinning by, by, by working on Sunday? I'm like, what do you do? Well, I'm a nurse. And, and in, the, in the emergency room, and, and we're so shorthanded. Well, no, you're there helping saving lives. This is what Jesus is saying in this gospel. Now, remember, that's why the vigil mass was created for you, or technically the mass of anticipation. And the Saturday night mass is meant for you, people like you who are a nurse at the doctor's office or the emergency room, and, and, and you have to work on Sunday. Otherwise, Saturday night mass is not meant to be, I want to go to mass on Saturday night so I can go out Saturday night drinking and sleep in all day on Sunday and watch football. That's not why we have the Saturday night mass. And so if you have a choice, you should choose the Sunday mass if you have a choice. But the Saturday mass of anticipation was offered for those who can't avoid like a doctor or a nurse working on a Sunday. Um, police officers. I mean, what would we do if we didn't have police officers on a Sunday? Well, they have to, because we have just as much need for law on Sunday as we do Monday through Saturday. So to finish, the <clears throat> important message here is we must go to church because it is a day dedicated to God, not just dedicated to us. St. John Chrysostom said, quote, why do we go to Mass? I love this. Because he says, you cannot pray at home as at you do as at you, sorry, as you do at church. Where there is a great multitude, where exclamations are carried out to God as from one big heart, meaning all of us here, and where there is something more, the union of minds, the accord of numerous souls, the bond of charity, and the prayers of the priests. That, he says, is why we need to go to Mass on Sunday. Because your prayer is magnified. And it's perfected because this prayer is the prayer of Jesus to the Father. That's perfect prayer. You don't have that perfect prayer in your bedroom. Prayer in your bedroom is a start but it's perfected on this altar. And so, Catechism 2185, family needs are important 
social service can legitimately excuse from the obligation of Sunday rest. Just like I said, a police officer or a doctor. The faithful should see to it that legitimate excuses, however, do not lead to habits that neglect religion, family life, health, and rest. So this is the message. The proper worship that is due God on the, the Lord's day is something that we have to prioritize, something that we can't minimize. But Jesus says, keep it in perspective. Because the worship of God on this day is not just about a simple rule or regulation. It's about the love of him and neighbor. So I hope this makes sense. Because this is such an important part of why we come from the Jews, but are different from the Jews. Jesus was a Jew. And the Sabbath was Saturday. But he fulfilled that and gave us the Lord's Day on Sunday. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.